Have you ever heard the phrase, familiarity breeds contempt? It's an interesting phrase, and I think there is definitely some truth to that. But that kind of familiarity is a few steps down the road of mental processing. So by the time we feel contempt, or maybe not such a strong word, but uh, frustration, impatience, discontent, then a couple of things have already happened. One is the mind has made a snapshot of your experience, of the actuality of the moment, let's say, the sense fields. But that snapshot now is where attention has gone. And then that snapshot turns into an interpretation. That interpretation now is a breeding ground for expectation, disappointment, prediction, attachment, aversion. So all of these positioning strategies of the false self. This is all a mental process. So if you notice this occurring, if you feel uh, contemptuous or cynical, skeptical, frustrated, impatient, it's important, or I would say when it comes to awakening and realization, critical to recognize the space your attention is in in those moments. It's not the end of the world when you notice this happening, but it's important to recognize what it is that's actually happening. It's not reality. It's a facsimile of reality. It's a distorted version of reality. And you know it, you feel it. You feel that there's not clarity there. You feel contracted, confused, disoriented. You feel like you're stuck in that sticky field of thought substance, of struggle, of will. So when we notice this, that this kind of familiarity, oh, I know how this goes. I know how my story goes. I know where I came from. I know where I'm going. I know what my problems are. I know that they sometimes have solutions, sometimes don't have solutions. I know all this. I'm familiar with it. Sometimes this turns into a really interesting dynamic when it comes to awakening, where someone will actually want to sell me that. They want me to go into complicity with their own beliefs that things are just a certain way for them. And because of that, they can't wake up. But do you see, I can't really go into complicity when it comes to awakening in this space. Because this space is not what awakening is about. This space, this uh, interpretive world, inner world, is what you wake up from. That's the whole point. So there's a whole other kind of familiarity. And it's a paradoxical familiarity. Because it's mysterious. You might wonder, how can the mysterious be familiar? Well, that might be your call on. That might be a really good point of inquiry. But let me unpack it a bit. The familiarity here is clear. It's so obvious. And yet, 
There's nothing I can ever say about it, even though I try again and again and again. I make these videos over and over just because I know coming at it from different angles, there's a chance that something will hit right. We'll crack that armor, break the spell. So I keep saying it, but ultimately I can't actually say what it is I'm pointing to because it's not of that realm. It's not of the realm of words, thoughts, concepts, interpretation of the familiarity of mind. In one sense, I can point to all of that pretty easily, but living truth, pristine, vivid presence that is not of the mind, can't really point to that. I can just suggest where to look. I can suggest where not to look. But it is very familiar. It's familiar to you. But not in the way that you can think about. Not in the way that you can make a conclusion about. Not in a way that you can use it to predict anything. And thus it's mysterious. sublime. It has an element of unknowing. So this is a familiarity that's beyond knowing. Or I might even say it's primary to knowing. The familiarity of the mind is at best a momentary um, pacifier. But it has a big downside. This kind of familiarity, there's no downside. It's like coming home, but not like the way the mind thinks about coming home or what that means to you or what you're supposed to get out of it or how that will play out in your life. None of those things are necessary. You don't need to use the insight or the realization to predict anything. It's not like that. It's too settled for that. It's so settled that there is no need to predict anything to grasp onto anything, to hold onto anything, to identify with anything. It has a certain innocence to it, a purity to it, and an absolute simplicity. And you can find it literally right in front of your face. Literally, it's just there. You're looking right at it. How long can you stay in what you're looking right at before you turn it into something? Before you turn it into an object? Before you turn it into an external world? Before you bounce back to an internal world and contemplate what it means? It's just there. Not an it, not an object, not at a distance. What I'm talking about has nothing to do with distance, nothing to do with space. It has nothing to do with time either. It's right in front of your face. 
perhaps I could say lean in a bit. But it's more like just give it your attention. And don't withdraw your attention. Until it becomes easy. Until it becomes effortless. Until it's radically clear that there is no other way. There is no other place. There is no place. There's not a past or future. There's not an external world. There's not an internal world. So you're out of the business of location, time, space, doership, awareness, this path versus that path, direct versus indirect. These become utterly meaningless and unnecessary. So what is the familiarity that's revealed with the koan? What is your face before your parents were born? Or how about what is mu? Or how about what is here without a thought? What is here without a mental process? Check it out. 